Good morning and welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the video channel dedicated to thought leadership from the world's top marketing executives. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today's guest is Edwin Choi. Edwin is Vice President of Marketing for MobaVita, a vertically integrated online retailer. Over the last four years, he took all marketing channels in-house while building out a world-class rockstar marketing team that more than tripled company revenues. Edwin established a monstrously fanatical data-driven, testing-oriented company culture that continues to push the envelope of what's possible in the realm of digital marketing. Welcome to the show, Edwin. Hey, glad to be here, Jeff. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about Mobile Vita. What does it do? What products do you sell? Who do you sell them to? Yeah, Mobile Vita started off as an online reseller of cell phone accessories. And we started in 2001, which is pretty much a dinosaur age when it comes to marketing online. And in 2015, we thought to ourselves, well, we're doing so well selling other people's stuff. Why not sell our own products? And therefore, Mobile Vita was born. Uh, we own and operate Cellular Outfitter, which is the top leading reseller in the space. And Mobile Vita was really born from all the data we have on our customers. We know what our customers want better than anybody else because of all the data we collect and of all the testing techniques that we use to market our products. So we started that off with Movita as a device accessory brand, Q4 2015. We expected to sell maybe $40,000 worth of product. We sold quarter million, wow. and then uh, it has t taken off ever since. That's amazing. So I, I was reading a lot about your personal formula for success on your bio. And in it, you state yeah. that your accomplishments won't ever scale unless your team scales with you. So how do you scale up a team? in today's digital environment? What's, and what kind of skills do you help them develop? So in terms of scaling, I, in terms of my personal formula, I have a set of criteria that I use to determine if someone would be successful in our environment or not. So in terms of the team scaling with you, we just have to continually be looking for talent no matter what. So our thesis is that we're always hiring. If talent walks in through the door, we will find a position for that individual, even if we don't have a position open. And in terms of what we're looking for, we're looking for individuals that have a certain blend of intrinsic qualities that would function really well at the MoVita office. So we're looking for a combination of hard driving work ethic. This person needs to work extremely hard. And that covers up a lot of flaws if, if you're a very hard worker. This person has to have coachability. They have to be able to handle criticism well and also use it to improve themselves. They also have to have a very strong drive for self-improvement. And we find that this kind of carries over to other aspects of their lives as well. So the individuals we hire don't only want to be great marketers, they also want to be great surfers or great bodybuilders or great, great at hockey or, or whatever the case might be. You'll find that their drive for self-improvement bleeds over to other areas of their life. So we're looking for a well-rounded, hardworking individual that is very easily coachable. That's great. Uh, so you talked a lot about changing a bit of your strategy in terms of what kind of products you're selling and how you're starting to de develop and sell your own. So how do you move from the plan to the actual? How do you get from strategy to execution? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of times when we have strategy sessions, we always want to make sure that we leave with some quote-unquote shovel-ready tasks. right? So these are tasks that are very easily defined, very actionable. And we want to make sure that, all right, you're very clear that you're responsible for this task and I'm responsible for this. And then that way we can move forward. 
and then next time we meet, then we're we're on step two instead of step one. So that's very very critical. So you said you're you're moving pretty fast and you're growing fast. Is there a certain type of structural approach you're putting in place that allows for all this agility? I mean, because uh, every marketing executive I know is trying to figure out exactly how to set up their team. Right, and we started this year with 43 employees. Now we're darn near 68. We're chasing for 100 by the end of the year. So we, we are definitely growing quickly. Uh, some of the challenges that we had is that we want to instill more autonomous decision making. So we have always had a very flat organization and we empower individuals with the critical thinking skills they need to make decisions on the fly without myself or any other quote unquote manager. And then these individuals know that even though they're responsible for their actions, they're also highly, highly engaged and it's very fun to see the results of your work and the fruit of your labor. So we ensure that if you wanted to do something, you know the criteria for success, you know how to measure your own success, just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. Just let us know. And we want to eliminate any sort of red tape and that has really drove a lot of the innovation within the company. So to go along with that innovation, are there, are there processes that you're putting in place that also allow you to be more fluid? I mean, how are you, because that's a significant increase in infrastructure and product. What are you doing differently than say you were a year ago? That's a good question as well. So in terms of processes, we want to make sure that there's enough for individuals to work in a somewhat structured environment where we're not stifling their creativity, but they also, but they also know exactly what they're doing at any step in time. Uh, one of the critical things that we do is our testing process. So if a marketing analyst wanted to open his or her own channel, they know the steps they need in order to test that channel efficiently. And they also have a doc where they document all their learnings about that channel on a week to week basis. So when we're on week 15 of testing, and we are at profitability with that channel, we know exactly why and how we got there. And we use that as a template and a blueprint for other channels as well. And also for the younger and newer marketing team members. So you said that you know a lot about your customers because of the, the data that you're collecting. How are you managing the entire customer lifecycle experience from the time that you first attract them to their first purchase to, I guess, you know, lifetime purchases as, as you develop more products? So the customer life cycle, we have multiple touch points in which we engage with the customer. And it all starts with customer acquisition. So we drive very highly qualified traffic to the site via paid search, via Facebook advertising, uh, via YouTube ads, Gmail ads, whatever the case might be. And once we actually understand the customer, as soon as they land on the site, they're identified with a unique identifier. And that unique identifier starts talking to our business intelligence solution which we built in-house. And then we can determine, hey, this individual really likes the color pink. And they're coming from a demographic that's likely female because of the Facebook data points that we have. Then all of their email cycles will morph to accommodate that. So the emails will start to show more pink cases, uh, will start to show more female-oriented cases. And as they convert via email, and our email life cycles are very complex, they might be eight steps long, and as they take different actions, they go in different funnels in the email cycle. Then we start to think about, okay, we have that first purchase, but how can we get the second purchase? How can we get the third purchase? How can we complement the initial purchase that they make? And we, may, we might look at data that says, well, 75% of all case users likely will be in the market for a screen protector within the next 30 days. 
And guess what? We're, we're there. We're there with the email. We're there with retargeting. We're there with display. So customers feel, oh, I did not know I wanted that, but that sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good deal. I'm going to pick that up. So what type of technology are you using to manage all these different components? So the business intelligence solution is sort of the centralized brain or hub. Uh, that is built in a combination of Python and Django. Uh, it also has a lot of API hooks, which allows it to talk to the other marketing channels that we have. It's still in its infancy, but we've been able to do some pretty amazing things with it so far. So uh, you built your own UI on top of uh, on that? Or? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we built our own UI. We, we, I mean, we looked for every single solution under the sun, you know, the buy versus build argument, but there's nothing that can move as quickly as what we wanted. And our, our specs, our decision-making processes, they change all the time. So we wanted a tool that can change with us. And hence, we took the time and energy and, and money to, to build this thing out. So with some of the customized um, content and, I guess, products that you're presenting, are you using any type of um, retargeting solution or commerce solution that allows you to do um, real-time personalization on the platform or on the, and the user experience? What, what are you guys using? Yeah, we do. Uh, in terms of retargeting, we're using Google AdWords retargeting. We're using Critio as a third-party platform, which has been performing very well for us. We're using Facebook retargeting as well. And we do a lot of email retargeting, which is if someone has a cart that's very full, but they abandon for whatever point, then we send it back to them. We escalate discounts as they, as they sort of decay. And that way we recapture as many customers as possible. Uh, in terms of personalization in real time, we have the email personalization coming through Oracle. And we also have on-site personalization with Adobe. Wow, that's quite a stack you have there. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so what's your approach to creating and generating content that's meeting your different audience needs? Great question. Content is something that we're heavily investing in just as of this month. So in terms of textual content, we have a blog calendar and we have a team of writers that are writing articles that are somewhat related to cell phone accessories. So they might be writing about how does cell phone use affect your sleep. And as you know, probably we're both guilty of checking our cell phones right before bed when it actually affects your sleep. So we want some engaging content that has some SEO benefits that helps the search engine find our site and there's content for them to consume. When you think about YouTube, uh, we're working on a series of cell phone tutorials. So how do you keep your screen protector clean? Uh, how do you keep your battery from dying? How do you optimize your battery for a cell phone? And in terms of social media, we have Instagram, Facebook. We're creating a series of infographics, uh, some fun tips and tricks, just things that help keep the customers engaged so they have a nice touch point with us. So those uh, 42 employees that you mentioned, how many of them are working for you in marketing, doing all these things? Uh, we have eight so far, and we're wow. probably on our way to 12 to 15 by the end of the year. Significant. Yeah, that's, that's quite a team. So. Um, so you talk a lot about data too and how important it is. So what is your approach to harnessing and managing the data? What kind of tools are you using? In terms of tools, we're using uh, MySQL databases. So then a lot of marketing team members actually know how to write SQL queries, which helps them extract the data they need. And something that's not talked about often is that we're big proponents of data cleanliness. Because if you have garbage in, then you have garbage out. You're not, going to get, you're not going to be able to get good conclusions about data unless you have individuals that can identify, hey, that looks a little funny. 
I don't, I don't think that data point is exactly correct. And then they raise their hand and raise a red flag and we get it fixed. Uh, in terms of processes, uh, we have individuals who, who know how to write, ask the right questions. And I think that's really important. Uh, I think if you have a ton of data, even if it's in a clean format, but individuals don't know how to ask the right question, then the data essentially becomes meaningless. There's no action tied to the data. So we, we ensure that whether it be a date through a data science course through Coursera or just some of their coaching that we do internally, we ensure that people know how to write, ask the right questions. And that's an ongoing thing. Fascinating. So um, I guess this also relates to your testing culture too. So how do you build a testing culture from the beginning and, and what are you doing? Because I know a lot of marketers want to do it, but they don't often get to it. it it's been pretty amazing, the testing culture that we have here. And it really starts from the top down. I mean, the CEO, founder, is heavily involved in the testing process. He f firmly believes in it. So I had no problem whatsoever establishing a testing culture. And it comes to repetition. Uh, every time when, when we were talking amongst ourselves in the early days, if we had a question, we said, hey, let's just test it. Let's just test it. We can test anything. We can test everything. So we started to establish that early on, and we started to really grow the business through website testing. And we essentially increased our conversion rates by 75% in 2012, uh, where website testing was still in its infancy. We probably tested every tool in the sun, uh, under the sun, in terms of testing tools. So we have Visual Website Optimizer, we have Optimizely, and now we're on Adobe Test and Target. Our, our website's constantly evolving to meet, meet the changing tastes of our customers, so we're always running a test on our traffic. Everything else can be tested as well. I mean, if someone has an idea on a traffic channel, on a, on a strategy, then we can give them the tools to test it, and they know how to test it. They know how to find statistical confidence. And they, we have internal tools that helps them quickly determine what's a winner and what's not. But they have full liberty to do so. The only caveat is that they have to explain to us if it won or lost and why, which I think is important. So ultimately, they're being held accountable, but they still have the freedom and the autonomy to make decisions. Oh, absolutely. And the accountability is just so, I don't care if it wins or loses, but I do care that the test was set up in a clean fashion. And I do care that you learn something from the test. So your next test is a little smarter. Okay. So a lot of change in a short period of time. What advice would you give to some other executives that are trying to undergo some changes and transformations of their own? I would say that it all starts with hiring. I think executives should examine the type of individual that would be an all-star on their team, which is different for every executive. And really start from the hiring process to bring the correct individuals on board because it's, it's really about people. I mean, you can have all the processes, you can have all the tools. If you don't have the people, it's going to be very difficult. Secondly, I would highly encourage marketing executives to read. I know we're all super busy, but reading has really helped me. I, I try to read at least one to three books a month, and I try to draw actionable takeaways, and it allows me to expand my horizons because we, we, we never know it all. No one person ever knows it all but we can try to at least expand our breadth of think thinking and also expand our depth. Wow, great insights, Edwin. I can easily see why you guys have been so successful over the last couple of years. Thank you for joining the show today and best of luck in uh, the upcoming pursuits that you're doing. Absolutely, likewise. Thanks, Edwin.